Hey, this is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats, and on the podcast today, I've got Joe Janner. Joe, give us a little idea of where you're at and what you're up to. Right now, I'm in uh, Kansas, Kansas City. I operate as a head soccer coach for Washington High School. I also am the U17 coach for the BBB International Academy Great Plains Club. Aside from that, I also am associated with some other organizations around the country. I also am a brand ambassador for Walkway Academy. I do some scouting for SRUSA. I also have a couple other associations here. Just really putting myself in a couple of different places with soccer in the current environment and enjoying myself while I do it. So it sounds like you have a number of different hats that you have to wear. Sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively, yes. Uh, I like your hat, by the way, there. That's a nice, it's the, the beanie there that you Yes, you it is. Uh, so I guess my first question is, uh, in terms of high school, is high school in Kansas where you're at, is that something that goes on in the spring or was that a fall experience for you? Well, that's an interesting question considering it is normally a fall activity. This year, our district, for reasons with the COVID pandemic, we've had to put ourselves into a, an alternate season. In fact, right now, that's currently happening. I'm in the second or third week of training to prepare for competitions that the state allowed for, for us to sanction and have in place. And so it's happening right now, but normally it's a fall activity. Okay. Is the is your schedule been changed at all? Is it more like just league games or is it going to be a full schedule? It'll be a, it'll be a shortened schedule because it's just five district schools that would be involved. Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools in Kansas City, Kansas put together an alternate fall season for us to participate. And so it'll just be pretty much a round robin competition with the top four players going on to a knockout stage to have a eventual champion within that contest. And how long have you been at, at Washington High School? This will be my sixth year there. I came in as an assistant in the 15-16 year, and then the next or the following year took over as the head coach and have been the head coach there for five years now. Is And is this your first uh, experience at the high school level as a head coach? No, I actually got my start in 2011. I was outside of public education. I was working as a research analyst for a medical litigation support firm, kind of a fancy phrase, but I ended up learning a lot about how to interact with others in not only the medical, but the legal profession. So always aspired to get into education, always aspired to get into coaching. I can remember the, the phone call. We'd like to come have you come out and interview in St. Joe, Missouri, which is about 60 miles north of Kansas City got the, had an interview for a teaching position and then it was really just as a matter of fact as hey have you thought about coaching soccer pause thought about it I'll <laughs> give it a shot so they gave me some time and I, I then came in as the assistant boys soccer coach in 2011 at Benton High School in St. Joseph Missouri so that was my start at the high school coaching level and then a year after that I went into coaching the girls as the head soccer coach got into some club coaching there also St. Joseph Soccer Association, and also a Missouri Valley competitive club team I put together to come and travel to Kansas City to compete there and put some time into St. Joe and then wanted to get back into Kansas City. And then I moved and that's when I started at Washington High School. 
Um, what were what were some of the uh, experiences, like differences that you saw when you started working, like from the change from boys to girls? What were some of the different things that you noticed in terms of your way you had to coach them? I think that coaching girls is really about early on making sure that you can build a level of trust and understanding and have that opportunity to build the relationships. It's important with coaching boys, but I think that girls are looking at at you. Who's this guy? How can he help us become better soccer players? It requires being very specific about how you go about interacting and relating with them and trying to build up their trust with you as a, as an individual to help them guide them through their soccer journey. That's really cool. The idea of that relationship building piece. The other thing that I love was when it, you said that, that they said, Hey, would you be open to coaching soccer? And then there was that moment of pause, but then you rattled off like five or six things that you started getting into. So it was like, once you made the decision, like, yeah, I'm in, I need to start engulfing myself as much in the club scene and developing, you know, different things. And I think that's really cool um, that you were like, okay, I'll do it, but I'm not just going to do it like 50, 50. I'm all in. I, I think that that's a good point. I always tell people, I feel like you either like the game, you love the game or you're living the game. And, and that's where I'm at now. I feel like I'm always trying to put myself out there. I put myself there or label myself as a student of the game looking to talk to lots of different people from lots of different places. I, I think there's not one way to do this game. There's not one way to coach. There's not one way to learn. And I try to incorporate that idea into everything that I do. So I definitely like to find out different ways to learn and improve myself as a coach and just live the game, if you will. So how does, and I know I mentioned this before we got on. So you mentioned a BVB. So what is BVB for those that don't know? And, and what's the connection with Kansas? BVB is Dortmund's professional soccer club that operates within the Bundesliga. They put together an international academy, whereas there are several locations throughout the United States that have clubs operating as a means and a direct connection to the first team in Germany. So what it does is it provides not only high-level training for academy-level players, but also then presents itself as a means for the first team, the club in Germany, to try to find and acquire talent in the United States. And so that's one of their objectives. As a coach for them, I will always look to try to develop players the best I can and provide that opportunity when they come about. How, how, um, how long has the, the academy in Kansas been there? It's just two years now. They were a club operating in Lawrence, Kansas, got in contact with them or vice versa. They were brought in, looked at the opportunity, said it would be fitting for the demographic and the community. And then they decided from there that they were going to move in transition to operating as the BBB International Great Plains Club, again, out of Lawrence, Kansas. That's really, really cool. Now, has there been opportunities for you to then get coaching education from uh Borussia Dortmund and their trainers, et cetera? Yeah, they have their trainers come over. It had only been limited to the summer months. Mm -hmm. And that's a plan that they continue to have. I hope that as we move forward, there will be continued training opportunities for coach to then find themselves over in Germany and and be able to get some of that education through their organization. So I'm looking forward to that, hopefully within the next year or so. 
That's got to be a really cool. I think one of the things that's always hard is trying to get kids involved in the sport of soccer. Um, and so having that that brand marketing has got to be a huge kind of thing for you all to be able to say, look, we're connected with two, one of the best clubs in Germany and, and in Europe itself. It is. And it's fun because you always have the reference of the first professional club team. You can always show your players. We're wearing the same kits that they wear. That that connection is really a good way to draw kids into feeling like they're really something part of, big, something international even. And I think that is something that we could do here to help kids get really involved and get really excited about being a participant in, in soccer in the United States. What is, uh, so you're doing the U17 boys in that Correct. club? So what's the, uh, is there a push or, um, you know, what with your kind of, we'll get into the scouting side of it because I'm excited to hear about that too. Um, is the push for these guys, is the ultimate goal to try to get players over to Borussia Dortmund or are we just doing the best that we can to get them to the highest level possible? I would, I would say somewhere in between. I think that in terms of operations and what we're trying to do now, it really is trying to provide an opportunity for players to get best with the caveat that if we can identify players early on that have the potential a trajectory to find themselves up into the highest levels of their academy, that would be an opportunity that we'd have as well for them. So it's, it's both at the same time, which is very interesting to be a part of. Is, is some of the, the tactics and what have you that you guys, that you all run as a coaching staff, is it kind of trickled down from what the first team does and what their club expects and all that? So is there kind of maybe a, a curriculum, I guess, put together? There is, and, and we, to various degrees, to various, depending a lot on the age group, depending a lot on those individual players that are within there, how much we can, but it is an expectation, it is understanding that we're working in, in providing an experience that's similar to the identity of what the first club is doing. So even up to including having a curriculum that aligns with that. And so, yes, it's a great opportunity to have that experience of seeing what the first team and the club at the professional levels do in terms of an identity and how that then, as you said, trickles down to the youth academies and being able as a coach to utilize their knowledge and experience to try to provide the best possible experience and training that we can. That's awesome. I'm starting to see more and more of the, the European clubs kind of connect with clubs over here. Cause I think they know there's so many soccer players in the U S that if they can find that one diamond in the rough, that could be the next superstar that could to benefit their club would be huge. And of course for you all, what a cool experience just for you to be, like you said, just to have the brand that the name on your, on your chest. What, what's the, uh, what are the, what are the ages within the club at this point? Well, they have programming from the U4s, U5s, the mini Bs, all the way up to the U19. So smaller club, less number of teams, but all the way up from the whole range of youth soccer age groups. That's awesome. It's so cool to hear too, that they've got it starting at the youngest, as you know, if you can get them locked in, then that's such a, that right. like little sponges at that little point. Right. So it's been exciting. I've caught a couple of sessions. It's really fun to watch the little ones get at it and start to play the game at an early age, like you said, to get them involved. And like we said, getting that liking to the loving stage, the quicker you can get there, the more that you can have that potential to find that talent that really can shine through and be represented not only of our community, but also then potential to find themselves 
in Germany compete at the highest level. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah, that is so, so cool. And how did you, how did you come about becoming a part of, of, of the, of that organization that you're in now coaching wise? Really was myself looking at it, found out it from, I think pretty matter of fact, information that was out there and reached out to them and told them I'd like to be a part of what they're doing and had conversations with them about what I was doing and, and how I thought that I would fit into with the organization and their goals. And then through an interview process and through some more conversations, decided that it was going to be a good fit for me to get in there and, and be a part of it. So it wasn't anything that was just matter of fact, but it was something I put myself out there to, to try to achieve. And, and again, once I saw that as an interest of mine, I thought that had to be a, a goal for mine to get itself into that organization. Do you feel like that is helping you that organization and just putting yourself out there is helping you as a high school coach as well? Well, absolutely. It's, it's, for me, it's interesting that the demographic and the setting and the environment is different, but I think because of those differences, it requires me to become even better coach. I, if I have a session on a, on a Wednesday afternoon, that's more of a grassroots type approach. And then I'm more so then the next day into academy style, I have to be very intentional about my planning and, and thinking about what I can do for different groups of players or even the individual players that might be from one team to the next. So I think it, and it helps both ways. So being able to have multiple environments and be coaching in, in those really helps me as a coach think and plan and organize and execute training sessions to the best of my ability. That's so cool. I just, I, like I said earlier, I just love the fact that, um, you know, I even said something about the other day about being a silo coach and just staying within your, like your hub all the time and you never branch out. And I love the fact that, like you said, you're dealing with multiple ages, the fact that you get to see the the little bees running around and you're kind of taking a note of that, of like what it would take to deal with that. Cause that's a different, whole different kind of coaching patience and all that stuff to deal with those little guys. Right. Um, all the way up to like what you're doing with high school and just the whole education side and all that type of stuff. Um, the one mm -hmm. thing you also mentioned about when we talked about all the different hats is you talked about scouting. Um, what, what does that even mean? And like, what, what would, what's that look like in a, in a typical scouting experience for you? I think it's an interesting prospect whenever you start talking about scouting and talent identification, because I always tell people most would be able to show up at a match and be able to look at two sides and a group of individual players. And most people could pick out what they would say is the best player. Mm -hmm. But I think talent identification goes beyond that. And scouting goes beyond that. You have to be able to recognize a little bit more than who in any particular match or who in any particular contest is the best player on the field. You have to be able to have an understanding of where they can and where they would fit in. I think that's an important part of scouting and talent identification is to be able to say, oh, this individual is great, good player, but where do they fit in? So I think there's always that next layer of talent identification and scouting that's required. And it, and it then comes to being able to introduce yourself and be able to learn what the player is after themselves. Cause you and I might be out watching a contest, see a great player, talk to them, have, have great idea already for yourself, what you could see them doing, but that player has to already have an idea where they would like to go. And sometimes those aren't always aligned and so having those conversations about what those individual players want to achieve is also a part of the scouting process that's really really cool because like you said most people can point like that's the, a really good player but as we've seen even at the pro level like one guy that crushes it at one club 
moves and goes to a different league and then doesn't seem to doesn't fit the system or doesn't start producing and then ends up kind of having to go somewhere else. The other thing that I think mm-hmm. is cool and I think it's great for athletes or players that are coming up to here is they have to be comfortable with their, their fit as well. So those kind of conversation mm-hmm. you were saying is ones that I think players have to have more with if it's a college coach or a recruiter or even with their high school coaches, what's your aspirations? Where are you comfortable at on the field um, and what have you? So I think those are just awesome points that you've just shared that will be hugely beneficial for those that, that hear this. Mm-hmm. That's a, a central idea or theme with SRUSA is it's all about finding the right fit, especially when you're talking about college soccer. I have lots of conversations about, yes, we know you want to achieve something beyond what you're doing right now. You'd like to go to college. You'd like to play soccer there. But are you going there to get an education? What are you trying to major? You know, those conversations sometimes are amiss with the, with the youth player. They, they have that goal and that aspiration, but they don't quite make the connection to exactly what that means. So again, part of what we do is trying to find that right fit, the right program, the right school with the right area of study that will make them thrive and, and survive in that setting and be able to go on and, and, and continue to develop. That's also part of the goals to in that age group is to continue to develop. With you being in the, in the Kansas area and that, is that kind of your hub or do you find yourself kind of going multiple states or anywhere across the U.S.? The opportunity is there to travel and to go a lot of different places where we're at now. Kansas City does provide a lot of opportunities in that regional teams travel here a lot for tournaments. It is kind of geographically positioned where you know you have two and three hour drives from all directions that find their way into Kansas City so for that that venture I don't have to travel too much it's the opportunities there but you could do a lot just being in Kansas City because of the nature of where we are and and it is a great soccer community it is has become one of the best communities in the nation and there are a lot of youth soccer competitions that find themselves here and so I don't have to travel too often or too far to, to find talent that's performing and playing here. Do, do players reach out to you or do you kind of have a list of like, hey, there's a showcase coming up or a large tournament where we know high quality teams are at and we're going to go and then we kind of find them and then we make connections and, and go from there? It's some of both. There is always an opportunity for players to reach out to us as an agency to help them in the process. But most of what we do is identifying, like you said, high profile tournaments or college showcases where we may even know particular clubs with the reputation of having a particular type and talent level of players will be playing and going and identifying those times and tournaments and competitions featuring those teams and clubs. So, so we do look out and we do try to make sure that we position ourselves to be at those competitions where players that could potentially be a good fit for this organization or others are going to be playing is is once you get that connection so then is is the next part getting that information about that player out to once they kind of say like hey i'm thinking whatever i'm gonna play locally maybe in the state of kansas i'd like to play d1 d2 is at that point do you start reaching out to those those colleges for them um, and start networking that way or what's kind of the next step for kids that once they kind of get connected with you and that's, that's really close to exactly what we do. I think between that, between us promoting the individual player to potential college programs, it's that 
hard, tough talk that you have to have sometimes with players about the reality of where they are and where their best opportunities are. And that's not always the easiest conversation. Again, sometimes it goes both directions. Sometimes it's, it's a player that doesn't really understand their real true potential. Sometimes it's a player that, that thinks that they're fit for this and we help them understand that, yes, you can be, but we would want our, all of our players to go in and be impact players. We wouldn't just want to get a player into a program just to say that we got them into a program. We would want players to have, a, again, that right fit within the right organization, right programming. So it's in between contacting and helping them facilitate those conversations and communication with college coaches is having that understanding and talking. That's not only with them individually, with their family, but also considering their soccer talent, looking at what they have put together as film, looking to put together what, again, academically, how well have they done with their academics and how well do we think that they can do academically in the college setting. So it's really about having that hard talk and conversation about making sure players understand where they will fit into the college soccer landscape. One of the cool things I think for you is that you're not connected as like mom and dad in that conversation. So it makes it easier for you to say, look, this is, I'm giving you straight up honest feedback on here's where I think you could be. Here's what your academics tell us. And so um, I'm sure there's always that tug of war for parents saying like, look, let's be realistic. But then of course, you know, that dynamic of like, whatever, mom, dad, you don't know what you're talking about type of thing. So I think it's really cool that you're able to have those conversations. Um, the other thing that I was just wondering about. So if a coach is hearing about this and says, man, I'd love to get into this type of thing. It, it was it the same type of thing. Did you just reach out and say, I want to get into this? Like, how does, how to have, how did you even think scouting might be something I'd like to do? Again, kind of a, a consistent theme, finding different opportunities, looking at them, considering them, how that I could be a part of it, and then reaching out and and asking for opportunity to talk and have conversations so that I could position myself and have those opportunities in place. Not ever thinking that anybody, if, I mean, there's, you could always say no, there's not too much that you can put in front of yourself. I mean, I, it's kind of a philosophy myself that I talk to players about, I mean, we can make our own barriers or we can figure out ways to get around them. And, and part of that's just putting yourself out there and being, you know, just like building relationships. You got to be a little bit vulnerable and have real hard conversations about what you can do and how you fit in into certain organizations. And so that's kind of been consistently what I've tried to do in terms of developing myself is putting myself out there. And again, also at the same time, being open to learning and, and hearing, but also feeling like I can tribute to most organizations in a, in a positive manner the cool thing about it too is which i think is huge for um not only the, the players at bvb uh at in your in the plains and with your high school is that they get to keep seeing you keep putting yourself in different spots to keep learning it's just that like role modeling of i'm not just going to tell you that you are continually going to get better and develop like here i am I could easily just chill and just be a high school coach, but I'm going to continue to keep striving to try some different experiences because I'm assuming just like the coaching with BVB is helping kind of the different setting is helping with coaching the high school, but now going into the scouting has got to help so much with your high school group of getting, letting them know, like, here's some of the steps you need to start looking at. Here's what coaches look like. Here's what colleges want from you in terms of your ability academics like all the stuff that you were already talking about no it's absolutely true that's exactly a part of it is being able to find myself in different roles and different positions because one role 
supports the other and vice versa. Even with my teaching, I always say that my teaching makes me a better coach and my coaching makes me a better teacher. And being able to, again, in different aspects and roles within the soccer industry, I found that learning and be able to apply it to one setting and then taking what I've learned from there and applying it to the other, there's always that that bond and that connection and it solidifies that understanding even better. Again, kind of going back to the theme of being a lifelong learner, being a student of the game, finding myself in different environments and in different conversations has always been something to help facilitate that, improve my understanding of what, what's happening, what's going on. So are you a teacher at, at Washington High School? I am also a teacher at Washington High School. I teach English language arts there. Been there for the last six years as well. So both a teacher and a coach at Washington. And at the beginning, before you got into education, you were were you you weren't anywhere close to education, were you? So how how is that transition into the classroom and the coaching and all that? How was how did that all come about? Similar to what I've said before, with how I got to finding experience within the soccer, I had to put myself through further education. I put myself out there and said that this is a goal that I want to achieve. I know there's going to be some obstacles, some barriers. Part of that was achieved through an alternate certification route. Finding myself in the classroom wasn't just something that happened overnight either. I mean, it took some time. I worked for a couple few years with a medical litigation support firm, doing research and finding records and the legal aspects of different parts. But that also then played itself into what I'm doing now. I mean, being able to again, kind of see how the pieces go together and how organizations are connected with something I was doing then, similar to what I'm doing now. So it's all been consistent part of what I've been doing over the last 10, 11 years or so. And as a, as a youngster, was soccer something that was a part of something you did as you were coming up through high school and, and in the club scene and stuff like that? Yes, I got into it probably about five or six years old here in Kansas city at that time, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, we looked at our, we aspired to the Kansas city comets and the indoor soccer scene. And I can remember being out there and I mean, probably pitches that were tilted at about a 15 degree angle, but we, <laughs> we made it work and, and we, we enjoyed that experience. And I, and I stuck with it for a bit. I think by the time, interestingly enough, about the time I got to the high school ages, when I started finding other interests and putting my time into other activities and kind of put it aside up to including other sports up to including other interests such as music and, and all other academic interests so I got away from it put it on a shelf if you will for a while and then got back into it once I got into education is so as with with I love all the little things that you've got going on. it's so cool it's so diverse and it's like each one brings a different kind of element to your kind of who you are as a soccer coach and soccer person. If we look forward five, six years, do you think you might end up picking one or the other? Or are you just, it feel, I feel like you're kind of a, I, I kind of just take it as it is. And like you said, if I run into a barrier, I'm going to make like, even with the getting certified to teach, like I can't, I need to stick with my job, but I'm going to at the same time work at getting that certification. So then I can make that transition a little bit smoother. Um, but where, where does Joe see himself moving forward? Um, or are you just kind of just go with the flow and we'll see what happens? It's a lot more than going with the flow. I, I do have aspirations. If we talk about the next five years, I think finding myself within a professional club setting, I think that having had experience 
with youth soccer, having had some experience interacting with the college landscape, having some experience with other facets of the industry, I think that I would be a valuable asset to a lot of professional clubs in the sense that I could bring a lot of different perspective, having worn those different hats, having had an understanding and being right there within a lot of different people within different communities and different environments would be a way that I could provide and bring additional input into these clubs to help them get to that next level or help them continue to improve and grow. So I really do believe within five years, finding myself in with an opportunity like that would be a great place for me to be. So would something like, so it's like local, is that uh, like a, a Kansas City's MLS team or something like that, or who knows? Well, I think, yeah, I think within this industry, you have to be open to anywhere. I mean, not only within the United States, but I think internationally, I think there are places that I would hope that would like to have someone such as myself having had the experience here, but also being able to fit in as, as an outsider, I think provides another perspective. I think sometimes we all in our own environments can do the same things over and over again, but maybe part of the solution is having somebody from the outside, take a look in and see what it is that could be changed. It could be altered from, from a new perspective. And so that's kind of something, again, I kind of aspire to do is to be somebody that having been through different experiences, not only with teaching and coaching, but, but be able to provide some, some input to make an organization or a club even better. I love the, And you can see like mine was a, Hey, we'll stay in Kansas. And I love that yours is like, dude, we got a whole world of soccer out there. The opportunities are everywhere and kind of going to what I continually hear as a theme throughout this chat is you're like, well, I just, I just reached out to people and I said, Hey, I'd love to be a part of this. How can I become a part? Um, and like you said, you feel confident that you can bring something positive to the table. And then as you're learning, you can bring even more. So I think it's so cool that every thing that you've shared from the teaching to coaching at the high school to club to the scouting has been something that you weren't an expert, I guess, in a way going in. You were like, look, I have a passion for it. I'm super bright. I love to learn. And I'm and so like from what I'm hearing, everything is going really well because of that mindset that you have. I would agree. I, yeah, I consistently and constantly look at what I'm doing professionally as I develop I mean we could go back to the the teaching aspect of, we're talking about how we're working on and being intentional not so much about the the what that we teach but the how and automatically a light bulb goes up how can I apply that to coaching how can I be more intentional about the how versus the what and so it's back and forth and and so I'm I keep an open mind I think that's part of the mindset I keep an open mind to learning and, and again, being a student of the game, but always looking at different aspects, different fields, different parts of the industry and learning how that applies and, and thinking how it fits now or how it may fit later, or then even adding my own bit to it, even adding my own understanding of something and, and trying to work and develop that to see again, so that I can position myself in five or 10 years to, to be uh, someone that would be, you know, that people would be looking forward to being a part of their organization. That's, uh, I love it. It's so cool. And the, the other thing that I'm, I have heard, and you haven't really said it though, but uh, when doing litigation and then teaching, and I, actually, I think you did mention preparation earlier. Are you a very organized type person? I'm assuming to do like the scouting and getting information and keeping everything, you know, who you're talking to and all that has to be something you have to be pretty strong at. 
you have yes i think organizationally some of my mindset or models to keep it simple in a sense that i know i could have spreadsheets and i could have databases here and there wherever but i always want to try to figure out a way to keep it refined I, i'm a pretty good note taker but if you looked at my handwriting you'd be like oh, we can't do much with that <laughs> so a lot of i do spend some time transcribing and that's also part of the learning process and it's actually interesting enough um something that with with students and soccer players i make sure to make note of like can we write down what we're thinking and what we're learning and then better yet can we type that out and journal it somewhere because that's going to solidify that understanding so it's something that i do yes organizationally it's important to have pieces at least where you can access them and so i, I do aspire and i do try to make sure that i can be as organized as possible in a lot of different areas it, and it, it, it's something i have to be intentional this doesn't happen either I wish I could say I just intentional, or I without thinking about it and very well organized, but it is something that I do have to be intentional about. Right on, right on. Is so now with the with the high school season being moved, that means now that you're going to be balancing club and at the same time, club and high school. At least for the next three or four weeks or so, it's we were just wrapping up the winter session of club. We have one more competition, I think, a week from now, and then. In the middle of the week, I have the work that I do with Washington High School soccer, building up training sessions to have competitions. But there may be a slight overlap. But then by the March or so, that will already be have concluded, and then I'll be working and focused mostly on the U seventeen team. Nice, nice. Is uh, are kids that able to play club and high school at the same time? Is that allowed? Not in Kansas. That they have it very much compartmentalized and segmented in the sense that. You have to be either part of club soccer or part of high school soccer, which in normal circumstances isn't as much of an issue. High schools in the fall for boys, clubs in the spring and vice versa for girls. So it's usually not at this time a conflict of interest for them. So it's not usually an issue, but no, they have to choose one or the other in season. So most of your U-17s will be like, will finish their high school season up here in like three to four weeks, like you said, and then they'll transition back to the club. Right. Any any of those soccer players that are current would yeah, then finish up high school soccer and then, like you said, go into the club setting and just move on and transition from there. That's awesome. I love just all of this stuff is so cool um, that you have. Cause it's, and the other thing I think that's neat about it is each experience is kind of different on its own, even though they're all interconnected. They're all soccer focused. But when it comes right. to the scouting side, when it comes to club, when it comes to the high school um, and even to the teaching, it's all kind of they're all interconnected, but so different. I think that's so cool. Um, and like you said, just constantly just pulling bits and pieces off. And it sounds like just self-awareness, self-evaluation constantly of like, hey, that's kind of cool. I never thought about this. How could I use this with with the BBB group or how could I use this with the high school group or how could I maybe use that with the next person like you know, scouting person that I talk with. Absolutely. There, I, there's one other piece I didn't share that another interest of mine that I think is worth mentioning is that I'm also, yeah, here's like another one, what? another something how, else, coach. What else you got, coach? Another one? How big is this plate? Well, two, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know to the point where it's got to be moved around and, and put together, but it's, it, it's an interesting one. It's an interest of mine I've had in place for a while. It's, it's the game of chess which I think if we get into and look at the parallels between soccer and chess, you'll find a lot at the very least for myself, even as an individual teaches me how to win or lose. 
it teaches you you get that immediate feedback even to some extent the parallels of of playing to a draw and understanding how how competition works and and learning from outcomes that aren't particularly favorable to yourself and so that's something as an individual i've been working on kind of in the last few months just to kind of you know we've had more time at home we've had yeah. had time so it was an interest that i got into early but kind of picked it back up and then I, as i started to get into it i started putting together these parallels and connections between the two that i, I found really interesting even up to including modeling some training sessions after the way that chess coaches have their players work. For example, puzzles. There's a lot of times, you know, we think about soccer sometimes it's problem solving and mm -hmm. coming up with solutions. And in the game of chess, it's problems coming up with solutions. And so I've, I've started just recently trying to implement some ideas that I've learned from the game of chess into soccer. So that's, that's one thing I just wanted to share. Cause I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know if the, if, if, too many will will be interested in that themselves, but I I found it to be of interest. Well, it'd be cool if we found someone out there that's like, hey, let's we'll, we'll play some chess online or something, and and reaches out. But I do see just now that I think about it, there's so much strategy, there's tactics behind it, like and the idea mm -hmm. of one move, just like in the game of soccer. So if I pass the ball out to my right back, that causes the opposition to have to make changes, and then like you said, we then make our next move based on what the opposition does so you're constantly and you're having to think two three four steps ahead of like hey if i do this this is going to open up opportunities for whatever my rook or my you know my knight or whatever it is that the pieces are um or i'm going to move my pawn here but i'm really kind of like the ball i'm distracting them to look at the pawn but i'm actually going to attack from somewhere else so i think it's really cool the idea of like maybe yeah. i'm on the right flank but now i'm really working to get to the other side so i can see um I can see the parallels and the connections. And I have a couple of my high school uh, coaches, my assistants, a couple of them have mentioned they've started playing chess as kind of a relaxing thing. So I think it's, I think little things like that where it's not the game, but you're constantly, like you said, the problem solving mm -hmm. is, is making you th that much more better with that kind of constructive thinking. No, I'd, I would agree. Uh, there is some, times again the, the competition being able to put yourself where you have to elevate your mindset to be in competition which I, I think that we could do more as coaches even with youth soccer players to develop that part of what they're doing so that's also another facet of it that I've also found to be really interesting I think that's a great point too because sometimes things don't go well there you go and yeah and and within the game of chess or soccer or life or whatever and you've got to find kind of like the barrier you brought up earlier you now got to figure out how can I fix this to maybe turn this disappointment into a success. And like you mm -hmm. said, we're so, I think chess has to, you have to kind of take your emotions out of it. I'm assuming, because if you get ticked, like, Oh, dang it. He's about like, no, you don't have time for that. You yeah. got to make your next move. So now you've got to like focus. And I think that's a great point about like our youth players dealing with adversity. Um, mm -hmm. The pros and cons of like, like you said, even a draw, there's a lot of positives you can take from that. A lot of people look at draws and go, oh, we got it. We tied. And that wasn't, well, no, actually it probably could have been a good thing depending on mm. plus, like the, the quality of player you're going against or opponent in the soccer world. Right. Right. So um, I love, I'd love all, so <laughs> all kinds of cool things and a great point too, with all the COVID stuff, it's a great thing to be still be using your brains. I know that's something people are struggling with big time right now is, like this interaction, um, which is one of the pluses of doing this for me, 
um, mm -hmm. is just hearing people's kind of backstory. Like yours is so cool. And I cannot wait to get this out there. Um, if people want to connect to play chess or connect and learn more about scouting or, um, you know, the BBB thing, which is so cool. Um, you've got a lot of really neat things in it. And I know that you're excited that if you have the opportunity that you want to share it as well, it's not like I'm just going sure. to and keep it to myself. You're constantly wanting to get it out there. I think you've talked about that earlier. So what's a great yes. way for people to connect with you and, and, and get this conversation continued? I think probably the best way is to send an email to coachjanner at gmail.com. I'm always open to getting interviews or even having conversations about what I'm doing and we can set up time through there. So if they want to reach out or anybody wants to get a hold of me through there, that'd be a great place to initiate the conversation. And then hopefully we could find some more common interest or expand on some of what you've heard today. So yes, yeah, definitely open to hearing from anybody that might have common interest and like to share their ideas. And of course, absolutely. I wouldn't be doing this if I couldn't, didn't want to share more of what I have knowledge that I've gained over these last 10 years or so. This is so cool. I've loved everything. I'm excited to kind of watch and see your progression over the next three to five years or beyond and to kind of see where you go. Um, I'll put his email in the uh, in the episode notes. I'll throw his Twitter handle on there as well. So if you want to follow him and connect there, um, that's another opportunity as well. And even just you've heard it the whole way through this. Uh, Joe has talked about it. I just kind of reached out. It was the same thing when I just was kind of posting stuff. He just you know, he followed me and I thanked him for the following. He's like, Hey, if you ever want someone to hop on and chat, I was like, well, you know, let's do this. And that's why we're here having this conversation. And I've heard it over and over again during this whole uh, conversation, which is really awesome. Yes. I, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a great experience having a chance to talk to you and, and having me thinking more so about how I've got to where I am and where I'm going. So I appreciate it again, having me on here. It's been a Thank great experience. Uh, I'll shut this thing down. This is coaches corner chats with Kieran and I'm out. Peace. A big shout out to King and fifth for hooking me up with the AMRAP beanie. Check them out at kingandfifth.com.